shit. And I mean, the we good can stuff. sit here and yeah, yeah, yeah. the shit. It's yeah. the, oh, an All overarching, the you know, yeah. terminology there. For things and, and matters. Mm-hmm. Truly. Should we do our intro? Are we ready to do the intro now? We've been rolling, right? I assume. Okay. All right. This is episode four. Of the wait four. This is episode four. The Rapscallion Rapport, Surfer in the Rye, A Stumble in the Life. We're here with our guest, Chris Chabot. Hello. Is that a good enunciation on yeah, the name perfect. there? Pronunciation? Fantastic. David, Cameron. All right. Fuck you guys. Let's go. <laughs> Chris, tell us a little bit about what it is you do, where you do the things, the who, what, when, where, and why, if you will. Uh, maybe a good starting point would be how did you get into CBD farming and the sure. hemp industry? Well, I'm Chris Chabot, and I co-own um, a company called 45th Parallel Hemp. This is in Vermont? Yep. We're out of Johnson, Vermont. Um I live in Johnson, and my business partner, he lives in Waterbury. Right now, we're growing a 1,000 plants mm. in Rygate, Vermont, which is not too far from here, about 25 minutes over on 302. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we also breed seeds for other hemp farmers. How labor-intensive is it to look after 1,000 plants? Well, we, we, we've automated a lot of the processes. We mm-hmm. have irrigation systems that um, both water and deliver nutrients to the plants. Um, And we have uh, harvesting SOPs, standard operating procedures, that allow us to have a great medium in between fast productivity and good quality. Would you, uh, most of this, when you grow, is it hydroponically done? Is it outdoors, indoors, CBD? What kind of experiences with the product have you had as well? Good question, man. So um, at this time of year, we're taking advantage of the free solar energy mm-hmm. you know, coming from our closest star. Hell yeah. Shout out, Soul. Soul, yeah. Um, and it's my favorite star, by the way. <laughs> it is. And right next to Alpha Centauri. You know. That's Dave's favorite. How did you know? That's where I'm from. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. Yeah. the red on your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the red in your hair, <laughs> yeah, you know, been a frequent visitor. Uh, so in the in the summertime we use the free solar energy, but in the wintertime, we uh, actually continue growing indoors, um, and we use full organic soil production. So to mimic the outside environment, we uh, you know have the plants in containers. So it's like uh, fertilizer programs and everything so and and we try and use all organic inputs so we try and feed the soil not the plant um and over time the these inputs will break down um and each watering event as we call it uh, more of the nutrients are released into uh 
the rhizosphere, which is really the uh, space around the roots that's colonized with bacteria. Oh, and those bacteria actually are the ones that digest the nutrients and make them available to the plant. So without these, uh, what are they like, micro-rhizy, mm-hmm. rhizy? Perfect. Yeah. And, and these, these uh, organisms, they're helping to metabolize. Exactly. So they break down calcium and, and um, nitrogen and um, potassium and all these other micronutrients. Um, and they allow the plant to digest them in a uh, more soluble manner. So does this supercharge your plant or does this just give it optimal growth? So it's actually how nature works. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, most life or all life on earth is, uh, because of bacteria hmm. and because of these multitudes of, of critters that are, you know, that we never think of, um, unless they cause something like a virus that, you know, <laughs> or you get meningitis and you're like right. fucking bacteria. Yeah. Or you, you know, uh, don't wash your hands after going to the bathroom and you, and you get an infection, you know, Th- mm. those are bacteria. Now, how do you, how do you house them? Do you like put wood chips or down like some medium that they can inhabit where they can like spread out their like roots? Um, is that the, uh, no, no, that, no this is uh, a, uh, some, somewhat of a different product. So we use, um, different container sizes and so the plants will start out in really small containers and we bump them up um, as as the roots grow mm-hmm. and at, at different phases in the plant's life they require different amounts of nutrients oh so if you give a plant a young plant too much nutrients it can hurt the plant mm. stunt um, it it'll stunt it or it'll cause it to um mature uh, too early or something well no it'll cause it to um uh, be stressed and yeah. you could toxify sometimes, a plant sometimes just, it'll die just, just like we could drink too many beers if it was possible I mean or eat this is hypothetical pasta. for yeah if you ate only pasta you know or yeah. ate only um, mm-hmm. you know or if you fed a baby a steak we got plenty of you know, this too it's a good way to put it yeah, yeah babies mm-hmm. you know th- maybe they don't like sriracha sauce you know spicy stuff it mm-hmm. would be hard for a palate of a young child might fuck them up a little bit, but for us, give you them know, squirts. Kinda. If, if you don't squirt a, a good squirt of sriracha on all of my food, <laughs> I'll cry. Yeah, no. Cheers to that. No, gotta give a. Is there a difference between that and like you always hear people say like volcanic soil or like in Alaska they have like Alaskan black gold or like some soil that's like mythical where they can grow like dummy large anything? Like, is there a difference? Um, in like the way you would treat a plant with nutrients to like a natural balance like that. So, um, the what's really great about the Alaskan soil is that they have, uh, you know, these millions of years of accumulated accumulated minerals um, from there's there's a lot of hydrological action, water action in in those places, and they will erode soil and erode. But it's got to be a short season up there in Alaska too. What do they get like sunlight for a whole? They grow three months. Really good. Holy shit! Cannabis in Alaska. Yeah, we have a a really thriving industry up there. Excellent. So speaking of cannabis and hemp, we need to know uh, the difference. The differences between you know a hemp plant producing CBDs. 
oh, excuse me. And like, let's say like your traditional, like Beaster's Bud or something, uh, run so, of the mill weed. There's no difference. The only difference, well, uh, there is a difference. The difference is um, in the concentration of different cannabinoids. So everyone's pretty familiar with THC, THC, the tetrahydrocannabinol. And that's kind of a, we, we might've discussed it earlier. That's kind of like a blanket, a blanket kind of statement though. When you say THC, you're not just talking about one chemical, right? One compound inside this. There's a multitude. Yeah. Um, Let me unpack that. Sure. Um, Um, so cannabinoids are chemicals that are created by the cannabis plant. Um, hemp is part of the cannabis family and marijuana is also part of the cannabis family. Mm-hmm. So there's a, in, in recreational cannabis, uh, there's more THC, mm-hmm. um, and that's what we call pot or marijuana. Uh, that's your, that's your just run of the mill giga weed. Yeah. Your... Any, any weed. Any yeah. Weed. And hemp contains more CBD. Um, well, mm-hmm. some hemp does. There's, there's hemp that um, is for fiber production. There's hemp that is for oil production, for and you'd grow it just for seeds. And and just like canola oil hmm. uh, is pressed from rape seeds. Oh, shit. Um, uh, hemp oil is pressed from hemp seeds. Does that have a lot of good applications, uh, the, so, the hemp oil, or is it Well, just like you, know, you can use it for cooking. You can mm-hmm. use it um, for... Uh, just as many uses as you can for canola oil or for um, um, olive oil. Um, yeah, we, we got a good girl here too as well, yeah. guys. Today, we got a bull action here. We I thought that was one of your guys' butts. Yeah. Uh, close, but no. Yeah, so I gotta clean my milk mustache really fast. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I think you about I think about um, hemp as being on. The right side of the spectrum and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. high THC cannabis is being on the other side of the spectrum. Um, whereas hemp, you know, contains all CBD and no THC or mm-hmm. 0.3% THC and, and under. That's the litmus there. Right. And everything that has over 0.3% THC um, is in the eyes of the federal government marijuana. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all right, sweetheart. How do you encourage one uh, over the other? Like if you were to encourage one plant to grow THC, is that by strain or is that just by like um, treatment? So a little bit of both, actually. Hmm. Um, a lot of it comes down to the genetics of the plant, um, and through selection, through breeding and 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 finding strains that um, behave in the way that you want them to. Mm-hmm. Um, for example strains that harvest at the right time of year for the climate that you're growing them in. Um, so, you know, if you're growing a plant in Tennessee, you have a much hmm. longer growing season yeah. before the end of the season. But up in Vermont and New Hampshire, our, our growing season is much shorter. So we're going to select limited, for yeah. strains that uh, flower really quickly and come to full maturity hmm. within, the, within the confines of our short growing season. So there is some... Uh, basically holistic genetic modification going on here. Yeah. You're, so you're line breeding for specific traits. Yeah. And... Just like, uh, over the last 200 years as we've bred vegetables to be mm-hmm. larger and more nutritious and, uh, you know, containing 
tasty, tasty, tasty. Yeah, you, where you have strawberries even with, with different oh, yeah, flavors of, and different uh, before genetic yeah, modification like or big, lime like green. apple size yeah, strawberries. Like yeah. A, right. Yeah. And those are made not through uh, genetic modification in a lab. Yeah. Or at least originally they were uh, selective. Selected. So, you know, you pick the biggest strawberry and you save the seeds from that big strawberry and you replay you replant those seeds and you know with cannabis it's the same thing we're selecting for specific traits and back crossing those plants with those traits that we want so for my company we breed strains that are suited to the short climate in vermont that also um we breed for high cbd content and that allows farmers to have a really efficient process um, whether they're selecting for strains that are going to produce lots of CBD extract by using a solvent process to remove the cannabinoids from the plant or from um, or to uh, have a really and rich. This is kind of like a unique direction as well that you that I've, I've heard about because, you know, spending time in Seattle or other totally legalized states, they they go for. Uh, high terpenes, like really smelly, stinky weeds that, you know, they're, they're guaranteeing a certain THC, uh, THCA or am, am I? Yeah. So, you know, let me take over for a second. Sure thing. So yeah, you've, definitely. you've gotten into a couple of things here. So, um, terpenes, mm -hmm. they're another thing that's produced by the cannabis plant. Mm -hmm. We have cannabinoids, you know, THC and CBD. There are about a thousand cannabinoids. So THC <laughs> and CBD are the ones that we're super familiar with. There's yeah. also CBG. Do you think in the future we're going to find one that's like the sweet spot? Oh, mm -hmm. there's a lot of sweet spots. Oh, yeah, well, you sure. know what I mean? You know what I mean, though? Like one where everyone's just like, okay, this is where we stop. Kind of like the elusive female orgasm. Yeah, know? the mythical one. The one yeah. that doesn't exist. We should probably put that on our Bigfoot episode. Uh, Non-existent right yes fiction <laughs> fiction <laughs> so the, sweet spot, the sweet spot that you're talking about is is a thing and it's mm -hmm. actually not just one cannabinoid it's the combination of cannabinoids and terpenes so terpenes mm -hmm. are what makes it smell good um okay. you know everything has terpenes and flavonoids are another subcategory in there um and you'll have flavonoids that make things taste good you know peppers have terpenes and flavonoids uh Lavender has terpenes, linalool, which is also so in these cannabis. these uh these kind of like uh chemical classifications aren't are not all just derived from cannabis culture or no no they're they're they're, is, they're widespread yeah. um you know these are ubiquitous with any kind of uh, so essential oils yeah are the same thing you know that's the extraction of terpenes from plants um and. Mm -hmm. We know that, you know, rosemary extract makes you hungry, you know, and uh, lavender extract makes you relaxed. Yeah. And so no, cannabis those are, has... Those are, yeah, real effects you can... People... I don't want to talk too much shit about... Um, what was the, the lady? She was in uh, Shallow Hal. She runs a whole Google oh, line. Oh, yeah. Kam Kamala Harris. Yes. Kamala Harris. You're right. <laughs> You're wrong, Jordan. It's not... It's not Gwyneth Paltrow. It's Kamala Harris. <laughs> so, um, anyway, hemp, you know, mm -hmm. 
smokable hemp in particular uh, has a high concentration of terpenes and a high concentration of CBD. Yes, um, yes. We partook in a little bit of this the other day as well, and uh, I'd say it was it was super pleasurable, relaxing, right. tasted great. It was and people aromatic. Were like, Why do you smoke hemp? Like what? Yeah, what good is hemp? Full full body relaxation, muscle relaxation, with a clarity of mind. And that's that, from like, the terpenes mm -hmm. and that experience of consuming the terpenes. What um, what does terpene mean exactly? I know you probably have explained it already, but I'll go just yeah. being me not understanding things. Everybody, things this is Dave. Quickly. This is Dave. Yeah. He's uh, the co-anchor sure, of the Rapscallion yeah. Report. Uh, he just now showed up for, for this. He was uh, tongue-punching our producer over here for the past 30 minutes. Yeah. I don't know what they were talking about. I was more interested in... Uh, well, like a more like straightforward description of terpenes, because I know we've already done it, but yeah. like honestly, I didn't really get it when you did it. Terpenes are... Consider uh, me the C-plus student. All right. You're are the, chemical uh, chains that uh, are produced by plants mm -hmm. that make things smell. Okay. Um, and, you know, in cannabis... That can range from, like, oh, you smell like gas, man. Like that sour diesel. Yeah. That's a terpene that's produced by the plant. When someone says, this is some fruity shit or oh, some yeah. skunky shit. Yeah, or skunky. Some... That's not like the... It smells like cat piss. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not the... that dog shit. Yeah. Know. That's not like We're the pollen. Just like that's giving off. Movie, yeah. yeah. It's not like the pollen giving off a fragrant smell for, like, a bug to land down. Nope. So, uh, that's how... It's actually a defense mechanism of the plant, and it produces these terpenes because bugs don't like them. Oh, they don't like them. Yeah, and and it's it's a acrid, harsh flavor for them. Do they do that when they don't want to get pollinated? Like they throw that on to like throw on like a little yeah. bit of a. I'll notice a weed plant smells different like before it starts to flower. So cannabis is actually pollinated by wind, as opposed mm. to being pollinated Ooh. by insects. Oh, it's um, totally. Independent from pollinators. Yep. Then? So, um, so we can cool. kill the bees. We don't need bees to smoke weed. Is that's the, that's right. You just need wind. Just um, wind. Uh, I don't like them. Never did. I buy a lot of insecticide. Mm -hmm. they I have to carry. I have to carry around two epipens in case the first one fails to restart my heart. You know that shit is, and and it's a really good warning for anyone out there too. I wouldn't my whole life bullshitting around bees thinking i could get stung have a funny story to tell it's not true all right you you are one bee sting away from a trip to the er and your fucking brain dying from lack of oxygen due to an anaphylactic shock or whatever i mean you did live in a bee neighborhood in seattle yeah that's true i was asking for it you know dressing like that smelling like mango mango hey that's victim shit all right, anyway, Thank but seriously, you. I was having a real conversation really with Chris, and you brought up <laughs> sir, personal bullshit. Sir, Tell me, so, I'm sir. about to summon the bees right now. But. Dave, you, you brought up a good point with the, yeah. with the pollination. Yeah. Um, and that actually uh, brings us to uh, another sector of our business, because mm -hmm. uh, 45th Parallel Hemp, while we grow hemp for... Uh, the mission you know, statement here was for, what we're... Yeah, yes. while we grow hemp for smokable flour, we also produce seeds. Mm -hmm. And the most important of those seeds is feminized seeds. So cannabis is um, an interesting plant. It has male plants and female plants. There's actually two types of cannabis. There's monoecious cannabis, which is a, a 
cannabis that has both genders on one plant, a hermaphroditic plant. And then there's dioecious cannabis, which has male plants and female plants that are distinct from one another. So within a strain, they will have either just complete uh, kind of binary system there or the ability to intersex and right and so self-pollinate i assume exactly yeah so some some uh self-pollinating cannabis monoecious cannabis mm-hmm. um that has one gender on both or it has both genders on one plant this is a resilient plant uh those those types of cannabis this are mostly cool grown for fit for fiber and seed production mm-hmm. because they can pollinate themselves and they produce millions and millions of seeds in the field and those very seeds, difficult to kind of uh, control choose genetic traits out of those yeah yeah well. and those those are bred specifically for fiber and seed production mm-hmm. but um and is that legalized at all oh yeah your, yeah that's um, that's totally accepted. legal uh there's very little cannabinoids in mm-hmm. and terpenes in that kind of hemp in that mm-hmm. kind of cannabis and that's what we grow for paper and rope and um oil production hemp oil, which is different from CBD oil. Fuck yeah. Um, and so what we do specifically is we breed seeds that produce true females every time. And that's really useful for farmers. How is that process achieved even? That sounds, it sounds like, like you're playing God. Check out episode three if you want to know more about playing God, by the way. Yes. Jamie's unlocked it. How can we unlock true females in the North Country? How can we get, yeah, we, 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 if we wanted like uh, just a pure female population, you know, would that be possible to reproduce in, in a human subject or would that be something more specific to, to weed? Well, you know, human subjects aren't necessarily my ex- area of expertise, but what I can tell you okay. is um, that it is possible to reverse the gender of a female plant and have that female plant produce male pollen also. And that pollen, when applied to other plants, will produce seeds that breed true females, feminine seeds. That's how it's done. Then. Yeah, so it's um, we use a process of mm-hmm. uh, spraying colloidal silver on the plants, and that uh, interrupts their homo- hormonal cycles. Is that on the plant directly or yep. within the soil in on the, the inputs? Yeah, on the, on the leaves, on the... You know, that be, chemical response actually just turns it male? Yep, over time. You and do. is that mimicking anything from a na- in, the na- in the natural world that yeah. they might have... Uh... So the plant thinks it's dying. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, and when a plant thinks it's dying... <coughs> Excuse me. It'll mm-hmm. try to produce seeds. Hmm. And so it'll... Um, yeah, that one last push. Yeah, it will yeah. change itself to being able to produce male pollen on a female plant. So if you had like an early season, an early frost, and this plant was like, I'm fucked. I got like a week left. So some plants will naturally hermaphrodite, and those ones mm-hmm. are usually removed from the genetic pool because you don't want plants to um, self-pollinate on a regular mm-hmm. basis. You want plants that are um, mm-hmm. really stable and healthy and easy to grow. Predictable plants. Especially because, um, you know, the climate up here is um, it's trash. variable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's, you know, the, that saying, you don't like the weather? Wait five minutes. <laughs> um, Northern New Hampshire, y'all. That's where we're from, by the way. 
It's you, not uh, true. Just we're like what we're bunker. saying. You're near more, the equator. You're more than welcome to come up here and uh, we're in a bunker near the equator. Try to murder us. Uh, edit that out. I bet you can't. Edit that out. Don't don't leave it in. New England fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You son of a bitch. Yeah. You know, you're gonna get dogs by the interesting factoid about Vermont. It actually wasn't part of the thirteen original colonies. It's not. It was the fourteenth. It was the original Mexico. The Union. Yeah. We had to steal it. For a while, um, Vermont was its own country. Have you been up to Granby, Vermont? The Ripley's Rangers site or Riley's Rangers? Rogers Rangers. Rogers Rangers. They're, they're up more like between here and mid-New Hampshire, up in northern New Hampshire. They got a couple burial sites up there. They literally put one of the like, cannons they stole on top of the uh, graves of these, uh, yeah. ra- these rangers. He's more yeah. like the Green Mountain Boys. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what we have so, in Vermont. Ethan, shout out Ethan to the Green Allen. Mountain Boys, Allen? Ethan yeah. Allen. Yeah, Ethan Allen. You know, also John Stark, for your die. Yeah. You got Vermont, New Hampshire, 69 and Connecticut River runs through it. Well, uh, New Hampshire state motto is live for your die, and uh, Vermont's is 69 or die. <laughs> <laughs> That's something like that. Yeah. Chris, something what is like the that. Vermont state bird? Go. Vermont State Bird. Vermont State Motto. Really putting me on the on the spot here. Vermont State Motto. The Mata. Ohio State Bird. <laughs> this is what the is, what, is, what is the bird of American Samoa? Mm-hmm. I only know it because I want to do battle. We have a real question for you here. Do you think that Dave got a personal would win in a per- in No, a fight? don't bring this up again. Do you think that Dave would win in a don't, fight against Dwayne no, we're, Rock we're, Johnson? Yeah, I would. I would, but I don't want to do it. Let's archipelagos of American Samoa. I don't want Dwayne to hear We are smoking CBD, point. sir. Right. There's a difference, You're which we're going to get back CBD. to in a second. I am, oh. I am just hanging out. Yeah. So yeah. I don't. I would beat him, but mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. And we should talk about weed more because. I think <laughs> All right. Well, Dwayne, we'll just leave it Dwayne at that. Dwayne would agree. If Dwayne the Rock Jackson wants him. to stop being such a and little igneous rock all the time, him. you know, yeah. the little sandstone boy, yeah. he'll come up here and he will fucking uh, fight Dave Fisticuffs. We'll see who's the toughest man in America, Samoa. America, Samoa sucks. Yeah, I can't agree with their their lifestyle, you know. If I could just I don't sit like around, it. I don't agree with fishing. what they're doing over there. I'm my tax dollars. Are they're going what is towards, wrong with the archipelago of the Virgin Islands? I honestly is don't, that geographically correct? I don't think it is, but we. Where will, is Gilligan's Island, by the way? Is that in the Virgin Islands? Oh, okay. I don't think that that's close to what we're talking about, is it? It was a three-hour tour. Anyway, fucking <laughs> um, yeah. Chris. Just so I can agree that everyone here knows I would beat Dwayne. But we're not going to talk about it anymore because I don't want to bring him into this. We'll bring Dwayne the Rock Johnson on this podcast and we'll do a beer counter with him. I don't care if he's 387 I'd, I'd, pounds. I would try and beat him. Honestly, I think his liver can process 13,000 beers in like under an He's hour. got like the same processing power of a blue whale, I assume. He is like 55 years old, though, so I could probably be him. Oh, but yeah, old men though they got that old man strength. If that I do, true. if I do steroids and work out for thirteen, maybe fifteen years, telling me about that old. I I might be able to wrestle him, dude. Mm-hmm. Assuming at that point he has stopped doing steroids and his spinal column is collapsing and he's no longer working. He's out. like, see, I'll beat him. I will fight him in thirteen years. Fused. If he's still jacked in thirteen years, 
Mark my words, I will wrestle Dwayne, dude. But right now, we'll bring you I would back like on the, to talk, we'll bring Dwayne the Rock I'd Johnson really like to, to our twenty thousand instead of talking about me definitely being able to beat Dwayne. All right, dude. well, let's not talk about Dave being yeah. uh, scared of thirteen years. I'm not scared. All right, let's get back to a real serious I will conversation. Be able to wrestle him in thirteen years, but let's. Get this back is to a this is a multi part episode. Yes, we yes, have many segments good. to cover. Yeah. This I want to Odyssey. I want to get back. I to need your, to get home before I can wrestle Dwayne, Chris. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's go back to Not the, that, the mission statement. Yeah. Seeds, distribution, Seeds. access for normal people yes. to receive a product that's not necessarily, uh, well, let's say, like a uh, Monsanto-style uh, tomatoes. Like You get these seeds, and you're giving someone a product that they own and that they can grow and that they're entitled to sure. grow I, and I, improve yeah, we, upon yeah, and yeah. choose to. We have, we Performance have, enhancing weed. Mm-hmm. We have an uh, open source type of genetics. So mm-hmm. if people buy our seeds, you know, we hope that they'll, they'll grow them and, and find, mm-hmm. you know, um, useful traits for their specific microclimate. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, the point of our, our, our breeding process is, is to be able to uh, bring more farmers uh, into the industry and have uh, farmers gain benefit from, from mm-hmm. growing these crops, obviously. Nice. Um, so A lot we try of accessibility. And, yeah, we try and um, make sure that the, you know, those feminized seeds are available to farmers. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that allows them to know that the crops that, that uh, they grow will be unseeded. And um, those unseeded crops produce mm-hmm. more concentrated cannabinoids. Fifteen minutes, because then we're gonna start slow roasting Micah for the rest of the time. Perfect. Yeah, because I'll have to hit him around. I'll say for thank a little you bit. so much for doing this. Yeah, yeah. I really, really, really fucking appreciate tomorrow it. Tomorrow in Burlington, free cone day. Shout out to yeah. free cone day. Let's uh-huh. do that. Let's yeah. let's talk about it. Yeah. All right. How you feel? Good. Fuck yeah, you look good. You look great. Not okay. I want to be. No, 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 no. You, no. you so got cute. you got rosy cheeks. Mm-hmm. You look so cute. Cute little smile. Pert. Nice pert tits. Mm. Sorry, I just <laughs> lost it there for a second. All right. All right. So we're back. We're black. Um, and we want to talk a little bit more about the 45th Parallel really quick. Big shout out to you, Chris Chabot, and the 45th Parallel. Thank you for coming on here tonight. Educating. Sir. 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 Where can we find your products? Where can we buy your products? Where is it... Uh, acceptable to find you well again thanks for having me you guys i really appreciate your pleasure uh, man opportunity it's, it's sweet great to talk to you guys sweet sweet boy 
right now with Cameron a long time and Dave Very a long, long time. time. Uh, great to be on your podcast here. We're going to segue into that in a second, um, too, about actually how we met. And we have a, a good old friend of ours we'd like to eulogize here in a moment. Um, first, Instagram. Sure. Any? Yeah, our Instagram is uh, 45th Parallel Hemp um, Co. With underscores in between. You'll If you search for hashtag 45th Parallel Hemp, you won't miss us. Um, excellent, excellent. A lot of really great content on there. We do content almost every day. Um, we also have a Facebook page. Um, and you can find us on the web at www.45thparallelhemp.com. Fantastic. Uh, you can buy our products in Vermont at uh, the Hempicurium in southern Vermont and Brattleboro. You can also find our products in Burlington, right off the Church Street Marketplace at Greenleaf Central. Um, there we sell our uh, premium hemp flour. Um, we sell our balm and also our CBD oil. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you have a an event actually tomorrow. Yes, we in do. Burlington, it's our uh, free cone day where we're giving yes. out a whole pound of hemp flour in pre rolls for rolls. folks to try. That's of our um, in-house bread strain, Honolulu Haze. Nobody else has got it. It's awesome. Find it in Burlington yeah. exclusively. Free cone day. And you can also buy our seeds there as well. Um, oh, absolutely. Off the website, you know, and. Um, we do offer far- farming consultations for mm-hmm. uh, for farms within Vermont or phone consultations uh, for uh, farmers outside of Vermont who are interested in learning about mm-hmm. uh, genetics or uh, ways to increase their the efficiency of their mm-hmm. uh, production. Are you marketing your um, your trimming the trimming portion of your business currently too, or is that something that you guys are kind of just like segueing into? Well, we're pretty well recently. booked for this season for the mm-hmm. trimming crew. Um, we do have a, a lot of plants of our own to take down. Mm-hmm. Um, in the next couple of weeks, we'll start harvesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the the uh, consultation is, is is more about teaching farmers how to um, okay to create quality products uh, and mm-hmm. save money. Um, to uh, really uh, add value to the products that they're already producing. So a lot of good consultation opportunities here. So check out our website, our Instagram, our Facebook. Um, You can find a multitude of ways to contact us there. Um, And I've seen it. It's fucking beautiful. The whole operation starts kind of. It's the kindest. The the kind you want to smoke. Anyway. So we do a little segue here. Might get a little bit blue, might get a little bit sad. We never know how it's going to go. But the way that you and I became acquainted, uh, oh, so many, what, eight, ten years ago? I'd say, yeah, eight, eight, nine years ago. It's going on a decade now. We were introduced uh, through a mutual friend. It was his bandmate, one of my good old buddies from town here. It was a band called, do you mind if I please give a good shout out to Railroad Street Massacre? Some fucking awesome jams. You can still find their their videos and their music online. We're going to have a little bit of a, hopefully, uh, a segue here. And then we'll, you know, kind of elucidate some of that too.
was eight years ago. Mm-hmm. We, um, we were living in this area in New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. The three of us working um, at a local restaurant. Um, and we uh, actually recorded an album over mm-hmm. at um, the studio. Um, uh, what was that little restaurant that made those excellent burgers over in Franconia? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Mojo's, you guys know that Mojo Mojo's Studios, and, mm-hmm. and, and they, they sold have, they, so like, Mojo's restaurant. They also have a little studio that one that the owner runs at his house, and it's this beautifully produced building with a you know yeah. a full professional studio suite, and um, they got not us like in there this, for really not cheap. Not like this garbage, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, and he's been he's been doing it for a long time. It seemed like, and um, they had us in mm-hmm. there. And we got to record our music, um, yeah. and that that was the music that really drew us together. And um, that was one, two albums that just, you ended up one. doing we did, over we did ten songs. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the album was called Brain Dead, um, mm-hmm. after the title track written by our friend, uh, late Zach Surfy. Zach Surfy, rest um, in peace. And you know, it was it was almost every day that we would go down to Cameron's. Folks house yeah um and oh, he yeah. had this great airstream trailer that he was using he used as a workshop and a glass blowing studio and a metal smith studio the guys we, we get into talented. a lot of multimedia <laughs> medium art here we may get into that but right now this music though this character zachary zerfi he was kind of the he, he was the kind of the catalyst that brought us all together. He was larger point. than life, you know? Uh, and and to put a little background, jump in and correct me if I'm wrong, but he was always a, an expressive child. In school, he was into theater. He was into art. The Actually, word, his father poetry. is a, a professional uh, clown. Really? Um, and, you know, the funny thing is, one day we were all talking about our dads and all of this, you know, griping. And Everybody thinks on. their dad's a clown. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and Zach's like, oh, my dad's a clown. And we're all like, yeah, yeah, my dad's a clown. Yeah, and he's like, no, no, no. My dad's a clown. <laughs> and that's how we sounded too. We had this like fucked up voice and from was smoking. A, what, what, what's that? What, what's that shit from the Watchmen where like fucking uh, whatever uh, Rorschach says where like uh, somebody goes to a therapist and they're just like I'm depressed. And they're like I want you to go see like whatever the famous clown. He's just like the doctor. I mean that clown. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah. And Zach was that clown. He was you know? indeed. He yeah. lived it throughout his whole life. It was like and he actually, when yeah. he was a kid, he went on tour with his dad. And he, his dad would take him out of school oh, for weeks that's at something a time. I didn't and they know. would go on the road. Clowning around? Yeah, well, uh, it, was, it, was, it was miming and hmm. slapstick. Uh, and, they, and they developed... Blackface? The, yeah, no. <laughs> they, they would, said, yeah, uh, really quick. But. <laughs> they would uh, develop their own routines and take hmm. them around and perform at schools and camps a and father community. son act yeah so he was always in art and show business yeah. and everything and it's it almost mm. seems like that's the structure of, of that once he 
graduated from high school. Yeah. It was something that he was missing in his life. Yeah. And but, it, it was something was, that the band was, gave him. I feel yeah. like entertainers are tormented by that sort of thing, though. You yeah. know what I mean? We're and like, oh, when, yeah. whenever he wasn't really fully occupied by art. Uh, Self-destruction. Yeah, he was... was was his main occupation after that. He uh, was, you know, fully uh, committed to expression. Yeah. And, and you know, that type of personality for him, it, it led him to um, push himself to farther and farther, farther places, and uh, which in some cases became really self-destructive. Yeah. Um, but but even even if you never you know as an individual I never knew Zerker to apologize for fucking anything. Yeah. Either. I think that his. But he did though. You know he would apologize yeah. when he did something wrong. You know he was really conscientious and he was really thoughtful. Um, and when when he knew that you cared about something, he would respect it. You know, and, yeah, and right. and that was the interesting thing because it's a real duality to right, his, it, to it, his soul there, his personality. It was this like comic gesture, hmm. uh, caricature almost of a person, and, yeah. and and he knew that too, and and he played into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he he fed off it. He grew off. Oh of it. yeah, and he took that personality. This uh, this uh, I'm not gonna do it justice though. He was more than just a like a hobo caricature or clowning around. He, he had a real gestalt to him that, and, and a life's mission. Yeah. Almost Have you guys seen Anecdote New York? Anecdote New York? I'm That's what sure. I think of. It's that, it's that movie Philip Seymour Hoffman made where mm-hmm. like the writer like writes his own story sort of deal. Like he mm-hmm. takes so much all the time and like dramatizes it. Piles yeah. of notebooks yes. and he writes yeah. poetry and songs and music and but that's the, come off the road. But yeah, li- living on the road, he got to like write his own life story in a certain way. And like, I feel like that's one of the more interesting things. When about art imitates life more. Or so when, when life, is, when life is art, where like, you know, you're well essentially said. doing well something said. for the purpose of art. Yeah, of his expression. Whole, yeah. His whole life was a performance piece. Yeah. And, you know, he would, he would go from adventure to venture and, um, you know, living at home, having a job, those were things that didn't interest him. They weren't art. It was never. It was <laughs> yeah. never in the equation for him. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. so hard. Yeah. So. And that yeah. was so hard. You know, sometimes you, mm-hmm. you know, he would even say like, "Man, I wish I could just like settle down for a while." But you know, then he would have a life. It, like the wind would blow through, and you know, like oh, yeah. you smell something in the air, and off he would go. I mean, you know, I remember he, there's a song about it too. There's a a story he wrote from his time. Uh, hopping trains in Tennessee when he saw a ghost and and an empty train cart. Meridians. Mm. Meridians. Meridians, yeah. And it was Uh, on the Meridian, right? That was where it was. So no, it was in Meridian. In Meridian. Mississippi. Yeah. Meridian, Mississippi. A city about halfway up. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been years since I've heard these stories, but I'd love to hear them again. And I was uh, down in that area at the time uh, working uh, an archaeology job and my former profession. Um, was that on the Mississippi ruins? Uh, Mississippian cultural truth. Did you actually. find any truth in there? 
mounds or uh, snake tails? We weren't we weren't uh, uh, on a mound site, but th- th- I digress. Um, yeah, yeah. Zerfi was traveling in that area. He's mm-hmm. hiding the truth. <laughs> well, we don't want to found docks. something on that. We don't want to get doxxed by the sorry by the by the serpent mound people. Please, we don't. That's not a fight we're picking here. This is a eulogy for Actually, the serpent mounds. Right departing. I'm sorry for digressing. Oh. I get really excited. And throwing about off inaccurate mounds. geographical information to our. No, dude, they made the pyramids of dirt. To our very like. Yeah. Our That's viewer my base, bad. Our viewer base demands I'm more. I'm being selfish. Yeah. It's okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, so we're going to cut that out. Back Zach, to Zach. Zach, we, we met up um, mm-hmm. in Meridian and, and drove north. And he told me this story um, from the train yards in Mississippi. Yeah. Um, he said that he was sleeping under this bridge you know the bridge was the road and pass over and the train would come through and he would wait until the trains would slow down and the train that would slow down enough he didn't care where it was going he would hop on and jump right on it and um you know they'd call that hopping on the fly <laughs> um as opposed to and hopping on a, a stopped train and waiting for it to go somewhere yeah, because you don't have to deal with the bulls if you're hopping on the fly, right? Right, not as much, and yeah, you yeah. and you you don't know how long that train's going to stop really there. Unlucky, you know. Fucking... So really, you want to wait for the train to start moving again, mm-hmm. and that's when you hop on. Yeah, um, he was by himself this particular. He was night. by himself. He was sleeping in his sleeping mm-hmm. bag, and he had been waiting for the train for three days. And the train came back, and the train came back, and the train came back. under a bridge, stopped. hanging out. You know, they'd all fly through, going somewhere, mm-hmm. not stopping. And he said that something woke him up, and he looked over, and he could see a train going by, but he couldn't hear it, which was so odd. Because you should be able to feel a rumble from yeah. miles, miles you away, can feel like, you can pounding feel away. And this train was going by in silence. Hmm. And... You know, he had opened his eyes as all of a sudden and looked up and on the back of this train, he saw a girl and she looked over at him and Mm. made eye contact and then disappeared. Whole train girl train? Like that? The train kept going. Fuck, dude. Train to hell. And so we wrote, and we wrote that song. Hear the steam horizon. I mean, you can see the steam horizon. You can hear the whistle blow. She's a thousand miles gone, and I'm six feet down below. <laughs> Gives me chills right now. Actually, got a little bit of a goosebumps. I wish we had a guitar and a banjo for you here, well, man. You know, perhaps for episode five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This was the first episode of the eulogy. Zerfer and the Rye stumble in the life. Got our friend. memory lane. <laughs> <laughs> well said, sir. Well said. Uh, stick around. Second part of the show, we're going to have a uh, bronze smith and uh, esoteric magician on here. Uh, Dave and I are going to do a little bit of classic spit roasting, mm-hmm. some Eiffel Towering, uh, possibly yes. some light circle jerking. Yes, sir. Who knows? Bukaki, yeah. maybe. Sounds very good. Yeah, Bukaki yeah. of America. Yeah, very cool. Thanks so much for having me, guys. It was a pleasure. Thank Thank you. you. I appreciate it. Episode five. Episode five. Episode five.
This was actually episode four, but uh, yeah, so it's coming four. on episode five. Yeah, play some music. Oh, okay, I see. Oh, okay, that's good. That light actually really hurts your eyes if you try.